Welcome to Victorious Living. Instead of writing the Word, attending to the Word, keeping His Word confined within your heart and within your memory so that the Word of God then becomes ensconced or engrafted into our, our, our mind, into our thoughts, so that at any point in time when Satan attacks, what comes out is the Word. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us the importance of a submitted will. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us the importance of a submitted will. So the Word of God, then we could say it this way, is, is vitally important to us as we're here on the earth. It's not a religious book. It's not a book to make us feel good all the time. It's a book that leads us to life, to life, to life, to blessing, to blessing, to blessing. It is a book of life. And so this God-given power called the will, you know, you used your will this morning to get up, didn't you? You didn't feel like you got an extra hour maybe because you woke up an hour before thinking you were going to miss what time it was when you got up or something to, of that nature. And so we see then there, there is a power involved in your soul, the soulish part, which includes the mind. There is a power that God has given us and it's called will power. You ever heard that term? I'm sure you have. I heard that term before. You got to have will power to do certain things. You got to have will power to achieve certain things. If you don't have the will power to do things in life, then things in life won't get done because there are some things that only we ourselves can do. So the will is a power within one's mind to act as they please and God will let one do it. At that point, God will approve or disapprove of what we are willing to allow into our mind. So we see then as we go over to 1 Timothy chapter chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, but let me say this, that you use, we use, people do, we use our will power every day. Sometimes we're not so aware of it. Maybe we're not so conscious of it, but we use our willpower every day. I will go to work. I will clean the house. I will put the dishes in the dishwater. I will cut the grass. I will, I will, I will. That's your willpower working with you. And so you have outlined by your words what's in your will. And so we use it every day. I will do this. I will do that. I can do this and so forth. So let's look in the first Timothy chapter four, verses one and two. 
and look a little bit more at this this morning. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Now notice we're talking about this, obviously talking about the Spirit of God. And when he talks, he's talking expressly, vividly. He's talking in plainness. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times. Now, folks, whether you know it or not, and I'm sure you do know it, hopefully we all know it. The latter times is the last days. It's the hour in which we live. Man, I think this is getting so close. You, I mean, you can just almost look right out in front of you and see it's just right there, ready, ready to happen. Now, nobody knows the day nor the hour. I certainly don't. I don't think anybody does according to the scriptures. But it says, now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some, not all, but some, some shall depart, which, which means they will turn away from what they used to believe. So now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, that in the end times of this dispensation, it doesn't read that way in here, but that's the latter times is what he's talking about. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart, some shall turn away from what they used to believe. So I see that happening. You, you may as well. I don't know if you do or not. But I see that happening where faith is concerned. We don't need all that faith teaching. Uh, all we need to do is sing and worship. We do need to do that. We need to sing. We need to shout. We need to do that. And had a wonderful time here this morning. And we need that. But that's not all we need. I mean, you need beans when you eat. But that's not all you need. Isn't that right? And so you see, there is different things that we need where God is concerned that we must put into our diet or put on our plate things that God has made available to us. We need those things in our life. We need the word in our life. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they are life. They are life to those who find them and they are health. But sometimes people can sit in church, let that go over their head, but get in the healing line. And, and, and you, if you need to get in the healing line, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying sometimes we don't want to hear what the word says about healing, but we just want to get in the healing line. We just want to get in the healing line to find out if God will do it. Instead of writing the word, attending to the word, keeping his word confined within your heart and within your memory so that your the word of God then becomes ensconced or engrafted into our, our, our mind, into our thoughts, so that at any point in time when Satan attacks, what comes out is the word. 
What comes out is the word with the spirit. What comes out is with the word and the spirit that created the earth. And so both are important. All is important. Now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart. And the King James says from the faith. How are they departing? By giving heed to seducing spirits. Now listen, folks, you know this. I know this. When I say that, that's, uh, I didn't mean to be so emphatic. But we do know, we do know this. There are spirits at work in this earth. Amen. And it's more, more, the spirit of God is at work in this earth. But there are evil demonic spirits at work in this world as well. They're out there. I mean, we can't duck our head and run from them. We ought to run at the evil spirits with the word of God, with the spirit of God. Amen. And so we see here, let me go back to it. Now the spirit speaks expressly, vividly, plainly. Now the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall turn away from what they said they believe, or they'll turn away from the persuasion of faith. Well, you know, I think I'll try that, uh, what they're talking about faith. I think I'm going to try it and see what happens. No persuasion in that. So faith has a persuasion that needs to go along with that. I need to have a persuading faith a faith of persuasion. I am persuaded. I believe that's a song. I'm not sure. I am persuaded that what God said is for me. I am persuaded that God's word is powerful. And I am persuaded that that powerful word will bring life to me, bring health to me, bring blessing to me. I am persuaded that God's word works for me. I am persuaded that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I am persuaded that God watches over me. I am persuaded that God uh, protects me. I am persuaded that the angels of God are, are, are around me, with me, and, and they fight for me. I am persuaded that God's word is the truth. I am persuaded that God is the healer. I am persuaded that God is the deliverer. I am persuaded that God, what he's done for others, he'll do for me. I am persuaded. And so the spirit speaks expressly that some shall depart from the persuasion of their faith. They say they may, they may say they have faith, but they're not persuaded that their faith works. I tried it, but it didn't work. It worked for Aunt Susie, but it didn't work for me. That is a dissuasion. I don't even know if that's a word or not, but, but they are not persuaded. God is looking for those who are persuaded. He was looking for Daniel to be persuaded in the lion's den. He was looking for the apostle Paul to be persuaded uh, to preach the gospel and the revelation that he received on the road to Damascus. He, he is looking for Paul's persuasion. And Paul, when he died, he said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give me in that day. Paul was persuaded. And you'll never know whether or not you're persuaded until you are faith faced with something you can't do, man can't do, and no one can do it for you. You're going to find out, I'm going to find out how persuaded I am. So I can tell you this morning, I am persuaded. But when I'm looking an 18 wheeler in the face from the enemy, I, I don't know where my persuasion, it leaks down a little bit. I am fully persuaded that he will keep me until that day when he receives me out of this body and brings me up into the air and takes me into heaven with him. With him I am persuaded. Hallelujah. Are you persuaded this morning? Well, shout it if you are persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. Now, until I get persuaded, then my willpower will not work with its maximum strength if it works at all. And so we see then that, the, that persuasion goes along with the strength of your willpower. Persuasion and willpower. I am willing to praise God when it looks like I'm going down the drain. It's our hope that today's message, The Importance of a Submitted Will, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon, different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request offer number 44. Today's offer is 44. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.